In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that allows you to unlock your dog-owning dreams through games, and especially so with today's topic. So today's topic is one of the topics that, God, Tom and I see all the time. It's probably one of the most frequently asked questions and probably one of the most commonly seen problems, and that is off-leash freedom. Now, for me, I see this as one of the greatest joys. I know you too, Tom. Um, We walk um, all over the moorland here. We walk the woodland. We walk the beaches. We live in the heart of Devon. It's a beautiful space that uh, both Tom and I um, live. And Mm. and for me, off-leash freedom isn't just a a right, actually. It's a real privilege. Mm. Like, it's a huge privilege. And um, both stock and yeah. ponies and um, I mean there's pretty much everything out there yeah. we we enjoy that on a regular regular basis with our dogs absolutely and so we're dedicating this episode of the podcast to exactly that some some kind of tips and considerations and, and strategies that allow you to unlock more freedom with your dog that right now you might be looking for more on-leash freedom and that you might be looking for your dog to behave maybe a little bit more appropriately on-leash so that you can take them to new places and before long that you know you'll be working towards off-leash freedom even if you're not there yet and in fact We know how important this is for relationships. We developed an entire program about off-leash freedom. I mean, a massive program dedicated to off-leash freedom success. And when I say massive, I mean all-encompassing. Absolutely. Actually, very, very simple. Yeah. But all-encompassing how to tackle and get real-life success with off-leash freedom and to not kind of be ruled by the lead. Absolutely. It's part of our naughty but nice boot camps that um, run just once or twice a year. um, And there's a whole three-week boot camp within that and so you're going to get some insights into the kinds of things that we talk about within that and get some immediately actionable strategies so that you can unlock a new level of freedom with your dog whatever that might look like now i think we'll play a bit of a tips tennis here because i think this is is one of those things that um i think deserves some tips tennis and and for me let's start with off-leash freedom um the fact that you need to be aware of what they're rehearsing and practicing Mm. so it might be that you're training your recall and you're really bumping it up and you're training your games in your garden and you're listening to the podcast regularly and you're doing some really great stuff and you're also still going out and letting your dog on a regular basis do what they like now for me this doesn't mean that we take away um from our dogs it means that actually we're aware of what our dogs are doing in that moment and is it growing them in the direction that we want to grow them for example i might take little blink uh, who's actually sat um over on the bed just to my left and i might actually take little blink down to the woods Mm -hmm. because we live very close in devon tom and i very very lucky with space there's a lot of off-leash space and we live near the woods so say I take us down to the woods and 
I've been doing practice recalls and I've been doing lots of training. But when I get to the woods, she runs around for 20 to 25 minutes and ignores me pretty much the whole time, let's say. Now, if I'm doing that for 25 minutes, a couple of times a day, frequently versus some recalls in the garden, it's pretty obvious to see which one um, is kind of winning in the race. And it's also pretty obvious to see which direction she's growing in. She's growing in the dog that self-employs, gets out in the uh, woods and does her own thing. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, as a um, naughty but nice owner... And something that we talk about in our Off Leash Freedom course is actually how are they employing themselves? Mm-hmm. And is it a good um, direction that they're growing in or is it a direction that we probably don't want them to grow in? Yeah. My feeling is actually, whilst I'm working on the Off Leash Freedom, uh, I actually wouldn't allow her to rehearse what I don't want. So let's, let's consider what they're rehearsing. Absolutely. And that, you know, my one kind of would lead on from that. In the, and I was only talking to someone about this yesterday in a behavior consult and the dog, one of the dog struggles, amazing, amazing owner. One of the dog struggles was um, that they really struggled to disengage from distractions on a walk. They really struggled to kind of tear themselves away from, you know, the happenings of the world. And that could be other dogs, that could be people. And interestingly, this dog lived in a multi-dog household. Now, um, there were two dogs in the household. And um, when we when we kind of looked into how this dog was spending their time while at home, actually that that dog was policing the movement of the other dog. If the other dog left the room, they would follow. If the other dog tried to get up to some kind of mischief, they would have to get in there and stop them. And literally, the, you know, this dog had made it their job to um, police the movement of the other dog. Now you think, you know, our dogs spend probably, you know. minimum 70% of the day actually at home. And so... And and likely, let's be honest, probably even more than that, right? And so that's the majority of the day. And so sometimes to get your dog's behavior better on a walk, you have to actually look at the muscles that they're flexing at home. Look at the, the, you know, the skills that they're growing and practicing at home. And in fact, this dog was becoming an expert at inability to disengage because she was practicing it minute by minute while at home and then we take her out and there's plenty to struggle to disengage from so look at your whole dog's life when you're thinking about off-leash reliability Amazing. And I think it probably leads to actually which direction do you want them to grow in? Because let's not just focus on what we don't want. Definitely, we don't want that rehearsal. Uh, Let's focus on what we do want. So let's think of actually what we can do. What is in front of us? What is our focus? Because if we focus on that, we're going to go in the right direction. So Mm -hmm. for me, let's say I'm rehabbing a dog's recall, Mm -hmm. because that is pretty much what we do. We rehab recalls and we rehab focus and we rehab off-leash freedom. When we're doing that, similarly to what we do in the Naughty But Nice camp, is that we focus on how we're using their daily dinner to guide those decisions. So for me, we want to put great value into that proximity. A dog who wants to hang out with you, we want to transfer the value from the food to us. So actually it becomes a great relationship sort of deal for the dog. Now, loads of people are saying things like, this might be bribery or (laughs) um, surely like I can't just feed him. But Actually, you can. Mm. Like the thing is, you want to transfer that value from the food to you mm. and you want the relationship to mean that actually you've got this sort of invisible, almost umbilical cord that your dog mm. doesn't think that out there is a better deal. Mm. So you need a bit of a, a way of um, rebalancing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And in fact, you know, to dive into actually what's going on when we reward our dogs, this is not about the food. OK, this is about that surge of dopamine in their brain that happens when we reward them that 
creates habits. And the more you create a habit, the more you rehearse a habit, the more reliable the behavior is. You know, a little bit like us and we can develop all kinds of funny habits, not because we get some kind of uh, financial reward out of it, but actually because maybe it makes us feel good, right? Maybe it makes us feel like we're winning. Um, and, you know, people that get addicted to exercise, I struggle to understand it, but still. I know, I'm so jealous. I, no, um, I'm jealous of those people. I know. I really am. Um, and in fact, you, you, you know, humans can, can really become addicted to anything. I was um, reading a, a, a research paper only the other day about, um, it was a case study about somebody who had become addicted to drinking water because they had associated, you know, the, the health benefits to that. And, um, and so they actually drank too much water to the point where they, they got water poisoning. And so, um, what we have to realize when we're training our dogs, we're not, we're not doing a, it's not transactional. Okay. It's not, we're creating habits. It's not do this, you get this. It's habit forming. And that's why you can create amazing results through games because you, your dogs are winning, but they're winning at the game that you want them to win at. Okay. So next tip, let's think that actually, um, a three week transformational plan. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I like to think in, in sort of three weeks. Now I'm thinking about the things that dogs need Mm -hmm. when we're looking at off leash freedom um, and the sorts of things that I would, in fact, let's, let's tips tennis Mm -hmm. this one. I'm going to go for, uh, let's have proximity. So proximity, a dog that wants to hang out with me. You? Mm -hmm. I am going to have, um, similar to proximity and that is kind of adding a layer proximity could be your dog seeing value for being around you or it could be your dog understanding that if they come into proximity often they get cool things in the environment so for example we might call our dog into middle and then send them to go and i don't know have a swim or we might call our dogs into middle and then they might go and get to go play with their friend um and so it's kind of Two two elements of proximity. Proximity value with us and value through us. And if we tick both of those boxes, then we're going to be getting more off leash freedom. We're going to be winning. And then let's think disengagement. So Brilliant. for me, yeah. disengagement a massive one. Actually, can my dog hang out with me and disengage from whatever it might be? I remember mm-hmm. um, a dog I was working with recently. They were obsessed with anyone else throwing a toy, mm-hmm. and so actually the struggle was once that happened, they couldn't disengage, yeah. and the owner would lose them. So for me, though those areas. Then I might come up with some games that would fit in those three areas and say, okay, these games fit proximity or these games fit disengagement. Let's take proximity. And I'm going to go with all of you training academy crew out there. You're going to know what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, or maybe some of you sexy and squirrel fans. Um, But I'm going to go with proximity. Let's play um, some middle. Mm -hmm. Let's play some magic hand. And let's maybe go for a level of, um, I think, um, actually catch. I think catch is a really nice one. Maybe two on, or maybe um, we could also do some leg weaves. There's loads we could Mm -hmm. do the training academy, like you know, is a huge library, a Netflix resource of games. So yeah. you could pick literally many, many games to fit um, that one. And, and then what you're going to do is you're going to play your game plan yeah. across three weeks, multiple games uh, every day. Yeah. You've got a library full of games uh, to pull from, and that's going to grow you in the direction you want, yeah. rather than focusing on what you don't want. Because I think when you when when I if someone was to say to me, no, you can't you can't take Blink down to the woods right now mm. because she's practicing what you don't want, I'd say okay that's cool but what do I do Mm. and so for me it's the knowing what to do well there's a huge array of games that you can play in your three sort of week plan and that transformational plan is going to take you to where you want to be with your off-leash freedom absolutely next tip I'm going to go for off-leash freedom starts with on-leash freedom and what we mean by that is 
if your lead or your leash, depending on where you're listening from, um, looks a little bit like some kind of tether where your dog is tethered to you and it's stopping your dog from interacting with the world, I can bet that actually your level of off-leash freedom, should you remove that that leash, is 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 probably not the picture that you want. And so instead, what we what we like to think about actually is almost the leash as a way of giving our dogs a little bit of responsibility, but not all the responsibility that they can go out into the world and take everything um, that they like and and probably get a little bit lost in that world in terms of all the choices that they could make. Now that means getting used to, and it feels uncomfortable to start with, getting used to playing the games on leash. We we've realised recently that um, actually you're you you're all really good at playing the games at home and playing the games in the garden and then the transition to off leash out and about can seem like such a leap and it is such a leap because there's a few steps in between and actually the main step there is can we play these games off on leash and our dogs be just as engaged and responsive as they would be at home and that is a sign that then we can progress it further now mechanically that might be a challenge until you practice it. And so probably this actually starts with, can you play the games at home with your dog on leash? And you're probably thinking, I never thought to do that because I don't have my dog on leash at home. But it's actually about practicing your mechanics and your dog getting used to this picture of being on leash and playing these games so that you get more success when you do it out and about. Now, I think another element that we should really consider for us when we think about off-leash freedom is actually handler confidence Mm. and handler ability to say no sometimes yeah. because there's a lot of pressure socially and there's a lot of pressure from friends, family yeah. um, and people around you. An example of this very recently, a student of mine um, here in Devon, she said um, that someone was asking her, uh, they desperately wanted to speak to her dog. Now she's been giving her dog less and less off-leash freedom mm-hmm. at the moment because her dog wants to greet people desperately mm-hmm. and will leave her to greet people, which of course is inappropriate, especially at the moment when people really, you don't want to be running up to other people very close proximity mm-hmm. and trying to get and manhandle a dog away. Um, And that's kind of what's been happening. So we came up with a plan where she had a line and her line is, um, right now I'm practicing not greeting people. Mm. So that is what we're learning. So as much as they want to speak to her, she says, no, right now we're practicing not greeting people. So when someone comes up and asks her to speak to her lovely, lovely dog, she says, right now we're practicing not greeting people. Thank you. Um, When they go forward. And and so the brilliant thing is her dog is learning to Mm. disengage from the environment. Her dog is learning on lead freedom Mm. because she's actually not having to um, remove her from the situation at the moment. But yet she is still at her side lying down or in a middle or on a bed or with her. Mm. And, And for me, it's almost an owner level of confidence um, and assurance that we are going to get there. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. I've got this. Yep. I am my dog's best advocate. Yep. I am my dog's best choice of owner. Um, I am not failing at this. I'm a rock star and we can do this because I think so many people self-doubt and worry about what other people might think. And right now, that is what needs to happen. Yeah. I know a very quick one. Another student of mine was out recently and um, there was a, a Labrador wandering up towards their dog and their dog, she popped back on middle in middle and popped on lead because mm-hmm. her dog is again practicing not rushing up and greeting dogs. And the man shouted over, oh, poor dog, you're not socializing him. Mm-hmm. And you know that typical mindset. Yeah. And she just um, managed to say, no, we're, we're training at the moment. So we're working on not rushing up and greeting other dogs. Yeah. Thank you. As the Labrador was rushing up. Mm-hmm. And so in a really kind way, in a really nice way, yeah. being 
being self-assured. Yeah, absolutely. Next tip that we've got for you is if there is a challenging situation. So if you, you know, let's say you've got a level of off-leash freedom. You, your dog can be, you know, off-lead and as long as not too much is happening, they're staying with you, all is looking great. Um, if something happens that's more of a challenge, be be really kind of step in to support your dog there. Be really prescriptive about what you want your dog to do there. Example being, um, we were walking across the moor. Madeline was riding um, the horse and um, I had magma and there were many cows and there were many sheep and, and, and there were many other wild ponies. And actually, they're things that magma's pretty cool with. She's, you know, she's not going to go and interact with them. Um, and then from nowhere... A lady appeared with a terrier, um, and the terrier was on lead, and the terrier was bark, bark, barking at. I don't know if it's, I don't know if the terrier was barking at the horse, or barking at magma, or barking at me, or Madeline. Who knows? But it was barking, and the lady then started to shout, "Oh my goodness, a standard poodle! I had standard poodles as a child." And so sometimes, if you think your dog can deal with that, it's fine to not kind of run away and ignore the person and say, I'm not interested, goodbye. Um, instead, what I did there is I just played a little bit of orientation game with Magma while I was talking. So it was one piece of food to the right. She ate the piece of food. She oriented back to me. I was like, amazing job. Piece of food to the left. And literally, she was just bouncing from side to side playing orientation game while I was speaking to this lady about the standard poodles that she had as a child. And then we moved on. And so really, it comes back to that idea of a trade of responsibility. Sometimes we should take more responsibility than than we than our dogs based on the situation, the requirements of the situation. That might look like a lead, putting them on lead. It might look like bringing them into middle. It may actually look like not putting them in that situation in the first place yeah. because actually um, I was only recently lovely, beautiful place called Rutland Waters. I was up there competing with um, in agility, and there was a little dog there um, off leash on the on the top bit and raced over and landed in someone else's picnic. Mm. In some ways, either that dog needed to be on leash or maybe just not in that situation at all yeah. for the minute. Yeah. Because actually, that dog was definitely not disengaging from the yeah. um, hysterical people's picnic yeah. and not hysterical in a funny way. Yeah. And so what I would say is it's it's understanding, is this the right situation for my dog? Mm. Is there a game I could play? Should I pop them on leash? Like, what is the responsibility I need to step up to right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. And then final tip that we've got for you, and this is, this is an important one. This is one that for sure Lava taught me. And that is that sometimes your proximity is good, their optimism is good, they're with you, they're responsive. But if they become over-aroused, if they become too stimulated, actually lights go on, but no one is home. And so example being that um, Lava has always actually always stayed close. She's never been one to visit. It's like she doesn't even acknowledge other people are there, other dogs are there. But one thing that Lava's always loved to do is race bets. And I noticed if I let them race um, maybe two or three times, Lava would reach the point where actually she would look like she was there and the, the eyes were open, but there was no getting through to her. And all she would be able to do is stare at Bet, and she would just pant. And if I tried to get, call her back to me or go close to her, she'd be like, no, she, she would just, she would just back away. And so sometimes we've got to realize that actually in order for your dog to be responsive, actually sometimes they need a level of calmness and some games and some, some kind of 
the interactions that we could have with our dogs on walks. They send them to a place where you're not going to get the the outcome that you want. And yeah, we need to grow her ability to think in arousal there. And now she's pretty good. You know, she can race bet and we can call her back and all is fine. But actually not letting, not doing that too much so that she rehearses lights on no one's home because that's really not growing her in a direction we want her to grow. So sometimes you don't need more proximity. You don't need more disengagement. Actually, you need a level of calmness so that your dog can show you that they're good at proximity and that they're good at disengaging from distractions. So my last tip is if you ever want to say, I wonder what would happen (laughs) if... I wonder what would happen mm-hmm. if I let him off lead right now. It I means... wonder what would happen if we just no, went over there and I don't like it. tried that. And and really, <laughs> is that it's one of those things, Tom, we have a couple of students that have yeah. done this, right? Yeah. And whenever they wonder what would happen mm. if, they kind of know the answer. Like mm. it, if there is any big doubt... Mm the responsibility comes back on you owners. Like you guys listening to this podcast, sharing this podcast with the world, telling other dog owners about this podcast, Mm. the responsibility is on us. Like we take this responsibility. Absolutely. And so if the words, I wonder what would happen if cross your mind, it means absolutely do not do it. (laughs) Those are synonymous with each other. So guys, that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, Off Leash Freedom. If you make it a priority, really anything is possible. Um, And you might be thinking it's not possible right now. You know, I'll never get there. Make this your focus. Make Make this the thing. It's a three-week transformation plan. We have got literally so much experience in this area being um i suppose the experts with the boot camps and yeah. uh, being able to run off leash freedom as an individual program i feel very qualified in making mm-hmm. sure this really does happen and it will happen if you focus on it and you absolutely. make it your like thing this is going to happen absolutely so with that guys that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast we'll see you next week remember stay, stay sexy, sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.